888-445-6444. Hopefully, we will repeat that number about three or four times. Emily, good morning. Good morning, Jerry. How are you? I am alive and kicking, and I've got, I'm on my second cup of coffee, so I'm wound up. How are you? <laughs> Same here. Excited <laughs> to be here. Well, good. I'm, I'm tickled to death you're here. Uh, for the, the ones I'll be listening, Emily is in a business club with me, and she's got, uh, we had the privilege of listening to her a couple of weeks ago on the, her presentation in the business club. There is a gazillion questions on insurance. Now, I'm going to ask Emily very politely if she'd mind telling us a little bit about herself, how long she's been in business, and her street address, which I do have, but I'm going to let her regurgitate that one, and her email address. And if you've got a pencil and a paper, you may want to write this down because the information that she's going to regurgitate out here for the next two hours, it's a Q&A. She will give you the information. Any questions you have, 719-1490. It gives you the opportunity to ask an insurance agent anything you want to about insurance. We're primarily stuck on automotive automobiles or original four-wheel drive stuff. That would be horses and mules because they are insurable. So any questions you have, 719-1490. And now I will ask Emily to give us a little history about her and her business. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. Yes, um, so like Jerry said, my name is Emily Cotamignani. Uh You can find our office at TucsonAgentEmily.com. Uh, we are at 4345 East Broadway. And uh, one of the things Jerry and I connected on was autos. I'm a, I'm a big Mopar fan, and uh, I was in the automotive industry for 16 years after college. I uh, worked for Mr. Click, uh, so any clickers out there, shout out. And then uh, I got into insurance, and it was a great segue, and it's been a lot of fun to insure a lot of cool cars. Um, my husband and I own another business in town, Pockets Pool and Pub, and I have to say good morning and hello to them. Uh, my husband, Curtis, listening at home with my seven-year-old twins, Catherine and Decker. And I'm happy to, to answer any questions people have. Uh, insurance is statutory, so you, every state is different, and I know there's listeners out there from other states. Uh, so I always encourage you to reach out and, and, and ask the questions that, that you're interested in to your agent in your state. But in Arizona, I'm happy to help. Thank you very much. 719-1490, write your number down. That's the one you want to call in to today. And then, of course, during the week, you want to call Emily's place at 445-6444. All right. I can get you started off. I'll get you started off because this is, this is right. uh, kind of special. Pack rat damage. <laughs> <laughs> Pack rat Boy, damage. have we seen those this year. I don't know what it is, but we've seen... More pack rat claims come through this year. Through, and I'm just talking about our office. I don't know if, what other offices are experiencing, but I have had some large pack rat losses this year. And uh, I, uh, maybe it's the weather. Maybe it was our dry monsoon last year. But they are finding residents in many engines. I uh, I always tell my clients if if your car won't start and it's a pack rat, get it towed in and let's get an estimate first. Let's just make sure it at least meets your deductible. And in order for pack rats to be covered, you got to have comprehensive coverage. 
So make sure that you look at your policy and see if you have that comprehensive coverage, and that is, that, that's the coverage that covers anything but a collision. And uh, those pack rats, I had one recently, the Toyota dealership made a, a lot of money on this one, ate through the uh, firewall, made residence in the dash, and, uh, and about $3,500 later, uh, she was back on the road. So they'll, they'll move quick. Do you have a uh, deductible on the comprehensive for pack rat damage? You're, it's just your standard deductible. Um, when you when you design your coverages, you want to make sure that the deductibles meet your budget, meet maybe what you have in your savings. So you can design it for us. Let's say a standard is about five hundred dollars, but you can go lower or you can go higher than that. It's just whatever you know fits your budget, and be aware that. I always caution customers, if you have something small, get an estimate first. Let's just make sure it meets your deductible uh, and be smart about making claims because making a good claim um, can really protect your insurance history. Uh, if, you, if you make many frivolous claims, uh, it, could, it could impact you negatively uh, as far as premium is concerned, no matter who you're insured with. But, yeah, knowing your coverages is super important. Um, do you mind, Jerry, if I if I share a little bit about what we talked about in our uh, in our business club? Hey, the more you talk, the less I have to talk. Go ahead. I <laughs> got <laughs> uh, I got to first tell the listeners. Uh, Jerry shows up at my office the other day, and it was a such a nice surprise. And he took up residence, and and we visited for two and a half hours in my office, and. And boy, oh boy, I, I met my match as far as talking is concerned. When when he left, my staff's like, oh boy, you too, you're meant for each other. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when you, when you sign up for insurance, there's so many things. And designing a policy can, in, at least in Arizona, and at least with State Farm and many of the big insurers, you can, you can pick and choose. You got to have that liability component in the property damage because that's what the state of Arizona says. But everything else, you know, you, have, you can participate in it. And, and so making sure you understand your coverages is so important. Every year I have my clients come in and visit with me, and we go over their coverages, and they find so much value in understanding how to use it and what they have and what they don't have. And sometimes coverages change, and knowing what's changing can help you better use that insurance when something goes wrong. And uh, so when you look at your coverages, you want to make sure, obviously, if you have your vehicle financed, you have to have full coverage, Uh, but making sure you know your deductibles. In Arizona, you can also get $0 deductible for glass, and that's a pretty unique thing. Not every state offers that. And so, like I said, knowing what your state has, knowing what your provider, your insurance provider offers is very important. And there's lots of little ancillary items like towing and roadside service. You know, with State Farm, it is a a fraction of the price of what customers pay with AAA. And just knowing that could save them money on the AAA side. And I like AAA. They do a great job. They're real speedy. But you could layer this on for just a few cents a month and have double coverage so that you don't have any gaps in your towing and your roadside. And understanding 
how things are covered. That, that claims process is so important. Insurance really matters when you need to use it. And with the claims process, you want to get your agent involved. Um, that's why I like the agency model. And we've got a lot of wonderful agents, no matter who the company is in, in Tucson. And, and so many of them are my, my friends and my peers. And making sure that you have that advocacy from an agent's office will help you move that claim through. We, we spend, goodness, 50% of our time in office advocating for customers, trying to get the vehicle out of the shop faster and trying to help them navigate the process, whether their claim is with us or with the, the other provider of the person that hit them. And there's, there's good ways and there's bad ways. So I say communicate early and often with your agent and make sure that your car is in good hands and that it's being taken care of and it's going to get you back on the road just like you left it. Absolutely. Uh, I've got a question for you. All right. Uh, now, recently the Arizona law changed on the minimums. You want to cover that for me, please? Sure, sure thing. Yes, that was a great thing. So the state of Arizona had some of the lowest liability and property damage coverages in the United States. And this, this left people in a real bad situation. Now, when you, when you think of liability and insurance, it's actually bodily injury. So it, it is you're liable for somebody's injuries to their person. And there's two numbers on your insurance card. That first one is for per person, and the second one at the top of your insurance card is for the whole accident. And in Arizona, we had $15,000 per person and $30,000 per accident, no matter how many people were involved, is what our state minimum was up until July 1st of this past year. And that does not cover much these days when you talk about medical expenses. That's, a, that's an ambulance ride and a, an x-ray and a triage at the ER. I mean, it, it just wasn't covering anything. So it left people with a lot of medical bills. It caused situations where people had to file claims on their own insurance. And, and if they didn't have the underinsured motorist coverage, Jerry, boy, oh, boy, they were coming out of pocket because health insurance companies don't like to pay medical bills when the result of the injury is from an automobile accident. And that's a fact. Wow. And so that being said, Arizona raised from 15, 30, 10, 10,000 for property damage, and that doesn't pay for many cars these days either, to 25,000 per person, 50,000 per accident, and 15,000 in property damage. Now that's the minimum requirement. I always tell my customers, if you have a home and you have some net worth, consider increasing those because everything is exposed if you're negli found negligent and accidents happen to good people every day. It breaks my heart to see good people that just missed a mark on crossing an intersection and, and hit and ran into somebody. And they're great drivers and it's their first accident in 40 years and, and they just they, they messed up, and it wasn't out of malice, and now they're going to have to be financially responsible. So 
that's what I say. Meet with your agent, review your policies, make sure you have enough coverage, and make sure you have the coverage you want. And you and I, you and I talked about um, antique classics. I insure some really cool hot rods and, and fantastic classic cars. If, I'm sure you have a lot of antique classic listeners out there. Uh, go over and make sure you know how much your vehicle is insured with um, your company. So many of those are stated value policies. So you have to change it as you do fun things to it. So I have a customer that has a 72 Cuda, and it is the most beautiful car. And like I was telling you, Jerry, he put $55,000 in parts in this thing. It, and And it's beautiful. And so we had to make manual adjustments to account for all of these, the new engine, the new, I mean, he did everything. Every, it's, it's beautiful. And so make sure as you do things to your antique classics, you're also updating your, your insurance company to make sure those are covered. Good point. Good point. All right. On the um, um, coverage, let me get back to my notes here that I wrote down while you and I were discussing this last week. Of course, you were talking so much, I just, you know... <laughs> I'll I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. You know, I when I got back out of my little Mustang and drove away, I said I think I met my match, and we're going to have a ball Saturday morning. Uh, uh, on the that. on the coverage, we were discussing uh, extra coverage on this stuff. Can you cover that while we're talking about the cost of policies and stuff? What you recommend as far as the umbrella policy? And yeah, it'll probably bleed over to the property. That's okay. That's okay. But it's uh, automotive. You know, I was telling you I have uh, the million-dollar claims on search and rescue if my horse steps on somebody's foot out there. Uh, can you discuss some of the uh, extra insurances that we both know is necessary in the state of Arizona, especially with the litigations that are going down? Uh, the Boy, yeah. medical coverage, but, but go ahead and discuss that. Okay, sure thing. So... One of the things um, that you want to think about, and this kind of goes back to making sure you have enough coverage, and, and Jerry mentions he has an umbrella policy. If you have, if, if you're kind of built a nice net worth and your home's getting to be paid off and, and you have some money in the bank and you have some assets, you, you need to insulate those. Auto exposure is the biggest negative exposure on your net worth. Because, and this is what I go over with customers, because that is the most likely way that you're going to be found negligent and be held responsible for somebody's injuries. And those are the, those are the expensive claims when we have to pay out bodily injury. And you want, I mean, mm-hmm. we're all good people. We want to make sure the other person that we hurt on accident is taken care of. So doing the right thing about having enough insurance not only helps them, but it helps you. Because if you are sued, you want to make sure that your insurance company pays those bills and not you personally. So that's how you protect your net worth, uh, by having that conversation with your agent, being honest with them and telling them, hey, here's where I'm at as far as assets and, and so how much insurance should I have? And Jerry has an umbrella because he has a lot of exposure in his life. You know, he's, he's out on the horse and he's all over town and, and 
And so he wants to make sure that no matter what he's doing or where he's at, and in the true sense of the word umbrella, it's just hanging over his head and following him. So those come in million-dollar increments, and uh, you can get, you know, if you need a few million, then there you go. They're not very expensive. Uh, so I, I encourage you just to, if it's, if it's something that you've thought about, have that conversation. They're, they're really, it's an affordable way to get a whole bunch of coverage real quick. Um, you and I also, Jerry, you and I also talked about um, medical payments and things like that. Was that what you were referring to? Uh, that's one of them. Go ahead. Okay, sure. So, um, it, like I said, health insurance companies, they're not big fans of paying bills if you're hurt from an automobile accident. I got a story on this one. I have a client, and she is older, and her skin has gotten pretty thin, and, and she's had some health issues. And she was getting out of her pickup, and she bumped her arm on the door. Well, she did it just right, and I mean, she has her feet planted on the ground. She bumps her arm on the door, and it slides her skin back on her arm, just a, a real thin part on the back of her arm. And it just went quick bleeding, so she went into urgent care. She got cleaned up, stitched up, and a couple months go by, and she gets a bill from her health insurance company. Now, she's on Medicare with Medigap coverage, <laughs> so you would think there'd be awesome coverage there. And they said that in the doctor's chart, it said it was the result of an injury from an automobile well, wait a minute, <laughs> you, you had your feet on the ground, you weren't driving, you just bumped your arm on your car door, and they were saying they don't want to pay it. So what we had to do is file a claim on her insurance for medical payments, and that is an optional coverage. It's not standard. It's in good form to add it to your policies, but just having a few thousand dollars in medical payment coverage that you can give to every person in the car if if you're in an accident, no matter who's at fault, it pays out. So uh, anyway, she had to have her automobile insurance pay for that injury. I mean, it's, it's, it's only stories like that and experiences like that that we know all of these wild things that can happen when it comes to, to auto and claims and injuries, et cetera. Um, but the same thing goes for your homeowners. You can put that on your homeowners. I didn't want to get too much into homeowners because I like talking cars and shop. So, uh, but another coverage that if you don't add it, you don't have it. Right. On on the um, when when you're building your insurance for your automobile or your truck or you know whatever you're driving, um, is there a particular uh, I, I know that when I insure my 2018 Dodge, uh, originally, you know, the insurance premium is really high because the truck cost a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I can buy that. Why, when my, in, this is probably going to, it'll give you something to think about. <laughs> why does my insurance premium, why doesn't it go down when that truck depreciates 27% the first year? Why is my insurance, why I, my insurance yep. premium the same? Uh, this is, like I said, I, I meet with clients. I meet with three, four, five a day, and plus they call in on the phone. Uh -huh. This is one of the most commonly asked questions. Premium. 
Why, why is my premium the way it is? Why is this person pay this and this person pay this? Or even within one household, why does this car, which doesn't seem to be worth as much as this car, have a higher premium? And the reason is, is premiums are written by actuaries. And these, these actuaries are math scientists. Think of them like that. And they write these algorithms that take into account hundreds of factors these factors can be everything from your zip code that you live in, your insurance history, your claims history, even credit. And with all of those factors together, that's why sometimes premiums don't make sense. And I get it. I, I'm a customer too. <laughs> and one of the big factors that we've even seen over this last year is loss propensities. Just the the, the propensity model of this particular vehicle has higher losses on average than this other vehicle. So the vehicle A with the high losses will be more to insure because the likelihood of it getting into an accident is greater. Now, to address specifically your question of why is my truck kind of going down in value? I would argue that a Dodge never goes down in value, so uh, especially a diesel and a Cummins. <laughs> but if you want to make that argument, uh, I, I would argue that, you know, Jerry, it's not that your vehicle is going down in value. That's not what we're insuring. The most expensive line item on anybody's insurance is their liability. It's the likelihood that they're going to hurt somebody with that, that vehicle. That's the most expensive part of insurance. What, what we look at as the data continues to come in, and this is all those big actuary scientists out there for the insurance companies, they look at how many losses have we paid on a 2018 Ram three-quarter ton this year. If we paid less, well, here's hoping those premiums go down. If we, if we start to see a rash of, of accidents, those premiums might go up. And there is a lot of people much smarter than me making those decisions. So I don't, we don't control premium in the office. What we can control in the office is something you can participate in. Making sure you have all the right discounts. Making sure that your household is correctly set up so you are assigned to the right vehicle. I see this so often when you have young drivers in the household making sure that the young drivers are assigned to their specific vehicle because they cost more because they are more likely to get into an accident than, than Jerry who's put a million miles under his belt or more. And, hey, and so that being said, we, we, you gotta, you gotta meet with your agents. You have to review your policies, ask the questions. Are they set up correctly? Tell your agent I want to make sure that this person is assigned to this vehicle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because I have households with a ton of drivers and a ton of cars, and making sure they're organized properly can save you money. Making sure you have all the right discounts in place can save you money. Making sure that if you've had a claim that year and you weren't at fault, that you didn't get charged and penalized for that. Meet with your agents. Call your insurance company if if you have a call center, and make sure you review those policies that they're in good working order in your favor. Okay. 
All right. Um, Emily, we've got a caller, so let's take the caller. Okay, go ahead, Andrew. Exciting. All right, we got uh, Emilio we got? on line one. Emilio? Yo, hello, Jerry. Good morning. Well, good morning. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Yeah. Hey, I've got one uh, one quick question and a, and, a, and some advice. I've got a question about. I see these ads on the paper, on the TV that chiropractic care is covered on the auto insurance. Is that correct? Was your name Emilio? Emilio, yes, yeah. ma'am. Uh-huh. Oh, that warms my heart. My grandfather's name was Emilio. My my son's middle name is Emilio. That's a great name. Um, yeah, thank thanks you. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. I'm a great person. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. You can't go wrong with an Emilio. Uh, it, chiropractic insurance, yeah. So, uh, here's here's something, and and I'm glad you asked this because I didn't think of of sharing it. When you're in a claim, and and let's say you got hit by somebody, Emilio, and you're injured, and you don't really feel it to the next day. Most people, unless there's blood coming out, you don't feel it to the next day. Your adrenaline's going. You wake up the next day. My customers will call me and say, "I am sore. My neck hurts. My shoulder hurts. My back hurts." I tell them immediately, go get checked out. Go go find out what's going on. Let's make sure it's not something serious because the adrenaline will make the pain all go away. And they go get checked out. And let's say the, the doctor says, you need to have a chiropractic treatment plan. Make sure you keep documents of everything medical-wise that you're doing during your claim if you have an open claim. Because you want to submit those documents to the insurance company, and you want to make sure that you get coverage for that. Because yes, you can be covered for chiropractic care. However, there's a situation I want to ask you about. Uh, The the ad I was looking at: this lady gets her left in the box, and and it's not it's not considered an auto accident. I figured she would. uh, can you put a claim in for that for chiropractor, for auto insurance, or do you have to go through your health insurance? So you're, right, you're breaking up just a little bit, is... Emilio, so bear with us here. Go ahead, okay. Emilio. Emilio, you're breaking up, so I just want to confirm. You're saying somebody was injured in an automobile accident and they need No, I'm not, it's correct? not an automobile. It's there. According to the ad in the, on the... Advertising on the TV there shows that she's picked us a box, and, and then she wants to go see a chiropractor. And I've wondered, without having an injury or accident or whatever from an auto, they can go through their auto insurance to get a chiropractor for something else. It doesn't sound like something like that, that would be covered. I'm not. I'm not. Well, uh, well that's, that's, I, you know, maybe you're, I, I misunderstood. I just wanted to ask that question. Anyway, here's my situation. What was your name, uh, Miss? Emily. Emily. Okay. Emily. I like that name, too. Sounds almost like Emilio, huh? Hey. Uh, I was named after Emilio. <laughs> oh, good. Well, listen, here's uh, here's my situation. I'm not going to say who I'm paying it to, but I guess they're all the same. Uh, insurance. My auto insurance is for liability, well, for everything, full coverage, I call it. Is I pay $1,100 for a 2005 F-150 truck and a 2012 Honda, full coverage for six months. And I know that if I total that truck 
they'll go under the blue book prize, probably, which is Jerry would probably know about, a couple of thousand dollars. So I'm paying $2,000 a year to cover a truck that's worth $2,000. Does that make sense? What do you think? That's a good question. I get asked that a lot. You know, that's your, that, that is a personal decision. If you can afford to pay the premiums or you can't afford to lose your pickup and not get a few thousand dollars cash, I say keep it. If you can afford to come out of pocket, uh, you know, because right now to buy a, a used pickup is a small fortune. They are going for a ton of money. There's just a shortage of, of inventory in the marketplace. And so if you can afford a few thousand dollars to go get another F-150, then you can drop it. Uh, if you are financing that vehicle, though, you absolutely have to carry the full coverage. No, and, it's, it's paid off. I bought a brand-new 2005. Okay. It's got 36,000 miles. That's another thing. It's low mileage. But... Uh, I don't know. It seems to me like I can afford it, but it's it just it's a it's a, it's a mind a mind thing. I said, well, why am I paying two thousand dollars if a truck gets you know? Of course, I've got the what do you call it? The confidence that if I do have an accident, that I, I'm not going to have to pay to their nose to somebody else. That happened to me when I was younger and <clears throat> didn't have any insurance. Any any as Jerry would say, it didn't have my mind wasn't set yet. But anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of fighting that with myself. But got a friend at work who well, I don't work no more. But when he used to tell me, "Well, Perez, as soon as you let that insurance go, you're going to have an accident." So that's always stuck in my mind, and it kind of threw me for a loop because now I want to, you know, have full coverage in case something happens. And on this liability thing, uh, it's better to have like a fifty thousand, hundred thousand, or you can't buy that twenty thirty anymore, right? Fifty thirty. What is it? 520 or whatever was real cheap. Yeah, the, you can't you can't get insurance. 1530 anymore. You're you're right. If you ha- Emilio, if you have some net worth, it's in your best interest to look at increasing your liability. If yeah. you I've got it up to 5100. Yeah, if you've had a claim history you you might not see a huge financial impact on an increase of premium. No. So it, it, have that conversation and just have your agent run you some quotes. It's I mean, it's, yeah. it's quoting is free. Where, where are you located? Uh, maybe I'll come talk to you and see what, maybe straighten me out. I've, I've got a lot of questions. That I don't want to hold everybody up on the, on the radio here. Well, yeah, I don't mind, Emilio. We're we're here Monday morning. We're at 4345 East Broadway, right next door to Hackenberg Pianos. Uh, and you are welcome to come by, bring your policies, and I'm happy to review them for you. I do want to finish, though, on your first point, um, and you made me think of something. When you have an open claim, you want to make sure, and, and say there's chiropractic care, which kind of goes on for a while, make sure you don't take a settlement until your your treatment is complete, because if you do, then they'll stop settlement and you might have more treatment, and then you are on the hook for yourself. So that'll go both ways in case you, it's your fault, or in case it's the other person's fault, right? Doesn't make any difference. Yeah, um, you know, I I see sometimes though, Emilio, that you could be not at fault, but your insurance will have to pay. And I see this a lot with State Farm, and I've talked to some of my peers um, with the big insurers, and they see it at theirs. 
um, sometimes some of the the small insurance companies they're not they're not fans of of helping honor claims. So yeah, well, the big guys do it. Well, I had an accident here the other day. It um, I was on the right hand lane. And I was going to make a left hand lane. I put a I, I even stuck my arm out, and uh, which is ain't antique. But I put my signal lights on, and I'm to make a left-hand turn to go into a business there. And a guy just took off from that business. I was a pass that I was going back to two to get. And he crushed. He come in and hit me under my on the driver's side. Of course, it was a Cadillac, and mine's a truck, so it it just went to his uh, grill, went to smithereens. You know, it's all plastic. And uh, it just put a little dead in my truck, and they blamed me for it. I said, well, how can I be a fault, you know? I didn't argue with them. I just, you know, it, the, and it was the agent, my own agent, that gave me that I was at fault. He didn't even, you know, go into it or anything. So uh, at least, you know, at least uh, I don't know how they could, how to put it. It didn't seem like I was treated fair. Now i got to pay more. It, it only went up a couple, about 40 bucks, but... I still, it, you know, I'm accused of an accident, which nobody likes to have put up. So um, absolutely. anyway, you know, this goes this goes for anybody. If you get in an automobile accident in Tucson, unless somebody is injured, the police really aren't coming out. And no. so what I what I tell my clients, and that I put this in in an insert in their glove box uh, that says, if you are in an accident, document everything, take photos. Exchange information with the other driver and take photos of everything. Nothing is ridiculous. And and then call me right away. And we help you. If you need to create a police report, we our office, my team will guide you on that. But one of the big things is in Arizona, fault isn't 0%, 100%. It could be split. So that's why I say... Set, set up your claim properly by documenting everything and then let the insurance companies, theirs and yours, fight it out. We've got plenty of lawyers that do that all day. It's job security for them. And let them fight it out. Not you. Don't get in a fight on the side of the road saying you're at fault, you're at fault. The insurance companies are going to determine that. You, Neither of you will accomplish anything on the side of the road. Well, the only good thing about it, nobody was hurt, just the, truck, the vehicles. And the bad part is that uh, I didn't even try to fight it. I just told them, okay, it's my fault. I'll pay my 500 deductibles, straighten that ding out, and I'm good. But uh, that's still on my record. So now if I go out, like say if I go from my insurance company to go to one of your insurance companies, now the insurance will, will go up on me, right? That claim will that. follow you for, for three years. Emilio, yes. No, well, that claim will follow careful. you. That doesn't mean that you'll pay more. Um, hopefully, you're you've you know had a good history, and so that's your only blemish. But you, yeah, that'll well, stay on your record for three years. The only problem is I, I, uh, I'm kind of like a spendthrift. Uh, I go to Geico whenever they, you know, I seem to go down. Then I go to Farmers, and then. Uh, well, that's about the only two that I go to. But anyway, uh, whenever. But then the only thing is that they want that they want to insure your house and your car, and uh, I get a real great deal with one with farmers for my for my home, and then I mean for my yeah for my home, and then I go to Geico and they get a good real good insurance for my uh, auto. So 
is that it would be a good idea to split those or get the discount from buying both at the same time, auto and car uh, and homes. Yeah, it's, it's usually better to get the discount, uh, but you can just, you can do that. That's simple math. I mean, just figure, if it costs less to split them, split them. But usually bundling together, no matter who your yeah. provider is, that is going to be well, the no. When I was younger, I had an accident. I, it was a big shot, and I went from one auto insurance to the other one, and lo and behold, uh, the other one raised my rates almost ridiculous, you know, uh, well, a lot of more. So I said, well, I'll go back to All farmers, right. and farmers said, we don't want you no more. So they raised up my rates, so it's better to stay with who you are for until that three-year period is up, I guess. That's All right. Emilio, because of time restraints, unfortunately, I'm going to have to cut you off, but I'd like to recommend okay. that you okay, go Jerry, in. Okay, Jerry, sorry it took so long. Talk to you later. Oh, Bye. no, that's okay. That you Stay online. I've got some information for you. Um, All right. Emily has a nice brochure that is Accident Report Guide. You need to, when you're down there, see if you can get Emily to give you one of these. And it will tell you what to do in the event that you have an accident and you need to report it. You open the flyer, and then you will see a whole bunch of information in there that is absolutely critical for your claim process and for your information only because when this thing goes down, right there on the spot is the best time to get this information as much as possible. So Correct. when you go in to talk to Emily, tell her you, you'd like this stuff, and Emily's listening right now, so she'll probably automatically give it to you anyway. But thank you for your call. Do you have a, a phone number for her for, for place there? Yeah. Jared, or yeah. Emily is four, Emily's number is 445-6444. She's at 4345 East Broadway. And she opens at 9 o'clock in the morning till 5.30 in the afternoon, okay? Unless okay. Is she, related, is she related to Javier? Javier's got a bunch of fours in her number, too. Four, four, uh-huh. five, six, four, four, four. Thank you, Jerry. I'll, I'll talk to you later. God bless. Have a good All right, day. All buddy. Thanks. Another thing I forgot to mention, this is Armed Forces Day. So, you know, that's that's a little time to just actually remember that we've got people out there that uh, that take care of stuff for us while we sit here and talk on the radio. Armed Forces, uh, Air Force, Army, Marines, Navy, National Guard, Coast Guard, they're the people that protect our borders and protect our little hind end, so we have the privilege to sit in here and talk on the radio. So today's Armed Forces Day, and there's going to be some parades going on around the country. Hopefully it's civilized. So... All right, 719-1490. Any questions you have for Emily, just go ahead and give us a call down here, 719-1490. This portion of the show is also brought to you by <laughs> Spectrum Minor Road Auto Collision, 744-4454. That's what uh, Emilio was talking about on all the fours in the number. 744-4454 is Emilio's number, and that goes uh, right along with uh, all the the, the bunch of fours that Emily has in her phone number down there, which is 445-6444. Boy, I'm having a 444 day today. So uh, keep the two separated out. Uh, And when you go down to Spectrum Minor Road Auto Collision, it, it was voted number one in the state in 2018. I haven't heard what happened since, but... 
Uh, excellent shop on the west side of Tucson. <coughs> They're located. Hang on, I'll give you the address. 4425 West Ina Road. It's behind the car wash. So you can find it. He's got a big place back in there, 4425 West Ina Road. You can actually see it, but you got to be looking for it because it's one building back from the road. But they do an excellent job. They've been around their home-owned and grown, and just an excellent place to have your car, uh, whether or not you want the headlights restored, uh, you want the uh, interior uh, detailed, a windshield stri- uh, strip, uh, paint pinstriping, window tinting, uh, paintless dent removals. He's got it all. Ina Road Auto Collision, 4425 West Ina. And if you get into an accident, we're going to be covering accident procedures, what happens if. Coming up really shortly because I've got – there's a lot of questions on that. And before we get into that, though, I want to tell you that when you don't know something and people say, well, he's just ignorant. No, let me tell you what ignorant means by the dictionary. Ignorance is lack of knowledge. In other words, you haven't been exposed to it. You haven't seen it before. It's just lack of knowledge. That's what Emily's doing on this program today. We're going to educate you the best we possibly can on this stuff. I know a little bit about insurance. She's done forgotten more about insurance than I know. So that's the reason Emily is on this show today, and she has been checked out by me for two and a half hours. I know she's good. I know she can work this stuff out for you. She's, you know, she's just, we, well, we got much, much more to go. All right. Now, saying all that to say all this, uh, what is the, uh, what's the procedure? Let's say Jerry goes out on the freeway and he crashes a truck. Emily, what are you waiting to see from me if I crash my truck out on the freeway? Give me a time frame that you want to see it in. Give me uh, what happens if I do it at 8 o'clock at night and you're only open from 8 to 530. Um, how, can, how can I get this information to you, and what's the procedures from there on through uh, taking it over to Spectre Minor Road Auto Collision? Go for it. Absolutely. Absolutely, because in in the great state of Arizona, you can take it to any shop you'd like. So go to Spectrum. That is, you just have them tow you right over there. So here's what I coach my customers to do, and it is in that insert that I gave you, and that is the best choreography of how to handle yourself in the midst of an accident. If nobody's injured, you get out of the car, and I always tell my customers to say this, boy, this is a terrible way to meet because I don't want my customer getting out and admitting fault. Nobody really knows who's at fault. Accidents happen so spontaneous and in such precarious ways that you don't really know who's at fault. You're not, you're, unless you are a, a, a policeman and an attorney, you don't know who's at fault. So don't admit fault. Get out, get over to the side of the road, exchange information, take pictures of everything. Take pictures of the scene, take pictures of their car, of your car, and then call in right away. Now, if you call in during business hours, my team will help you walk through the process and get you going. Get the car out of the scene if it's disabled. If it's not, then you know, we'll coach you on where to take it, and you can pick your shop. We always encourage customers to pick their shop and take those photos and send them in to me. 
we will get you on the phone and on with the claims and get that going. If All right, I want to add something calling, to the photos, Emily. If you're taking yes. photos of this vehicle that you run into, most license plates are located on the hind end of that vehicle. You walk around and you take a picture of their license plate, okay? And take a picture of them, if you possibly can, get a picture of the driver, okay? Real critical. Okay, that's all I got, Emily. Yes. Go ahead. Ab no, ab and you're right, Jerry, because you, you just never know. We see the strangest stuff come through my office, so I always encourage customers, take as many pictures of you can, as you can. We all have cameras. Well, most of us have cameras on our phones, and that information is so critical to getting a successful claim started. Now, if you call after hours, I know most of the big carriers, we have 24 hours. So if you call my telephone number after hours, it will go to my claims team. And the claims team will put it in my queue. So as soon as I get in that next morning, I'm calling you to find out what's going on and how can we help. Because claims sometimes need a little bit of help moving along, especially when they're late at night. I have an active one going on right now, a client in Phoenix. Semi, semi made a wide turn and, and just kind of crushed the front end of this BMW. And the vehicle was towed to a tow yard. And nobody could find it. And so it took us a couple of days of calling around, but we finally found the vehicle. The customer doesn't know what to do. We do this every day. So let, let your agent's team and their office help you because we can get this back on track and get you back on the road or get you paid if the vehicle's totaled like, in the, like it is in this instance. Now, you, I say this don't admit fault because... When you submit your claim, the if there is some if it's ambiguous, meaning it nobody really knows what's going on, they'll kind of reconstruct that, and they will arbitrate with the other insurance company and determine who is at fault and to what percentage are they at fault, and that is so important because, like what Amelia was talking about, he is now he got out, he admitted fault. He is going to be held 100% liable for that. And I'm just, I'm speculating here, but it sounds like that's the case. Mm -hmm. If you can get the percentage less than 50%, so if you can get 49% as far as your responsibility, more than likely, you are not going to be penalized for that claim. Now, let's say, for instance, you get into a situation where the other person and 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 maybe something something happened where uh and, and I've seen this before where the the one person admits fault but turns out they weren't they had the right away your insurance company has already paid the bill your insurance company will then send the bill to the other insurance company in a very common practice called subrogation and this happens all the time where you file the claim on your insurance and you can do that. And then your insurance company will go and get the money back from the other insurance company. I see this at State Farm often and I, I have a feeling I know what it is. We do a great job handling claims. We try to get people back on the road fast. We try to make sure everything is taken care of and buttoned up and clean and tidy. We get back to people right away, and you have an agent's office that you can call, and, and they will, they'll be on it. 
Not all insurance companies operate like that. And so that being said, what do you want to do? Sit and wait for somebody to call you back, an adjuster from another company? Or do you just want to walk into your agent's office? And there's many agencies out there. doesn't have to be State Farm, but I'm biased. <laughs> and you can get help right away. So that being said, we see this process often. So if you don't file the claim on the other person's insurance and you file on yours and you're found to not be at fault, ask your agent, now, can you subrogate this? That, and that it, means exactly you'll your deductible correct. back. Exactly. That's what I needed to hear. Uh, if you've been listening to this radio program for the last 33 years, you'll hear me tell some of the uh, call-ins that, oh, by the way, don't quit your day job. If you're dealing in insurance, you need to deal with the professionals that you actually pay to represent you, which would be your insurance agent. You call them. They don't have a problem with that. They walk right on through it. You know, I've had a claim when I backed into my wife's 2017 F-150. That was no question on whose fault it was. And I tried to say, well, she was hiding behind me on my big truck. Well, she's in a big truck, too. All I had to do was <laughs> turn around and look, you know, <laughs> just turn around and look and see where you're going. But you need to be aware of what's around you before you actually put it reverse and say, okay, well, I can just ease on out. There is no such thing in easing a diesel out because a diesel, when it runs up against something that don't want to be moved, they, it automatically puts a little bit more fuel inside the engine, and it just keeps pushing. When you're driving something with 850 pounds of foot torque, it goes into effect on the Dodge down around 500 RPM. So when you put it in reverse and you hit something, it's going to try to move whatever you hit, whether it be a tree, a car, or an F-150. And by the way, that cost me a chunk of change. <clears throat> But, um, you know, it's it's just the way it is. So when you're doing this stuff, the first thing that I say do when you're out on the freeway is, one, you take pictures just like Emily's explaining to you. Take that camera you've got out, you know, the one like I've got, the one that wears you to death most of the time, but it has a good camera in it. Be sure and get a picture of a license plate and the driver of that vehicle if you possibly can, and you can. You just have to do it. And if they say, well, I don't want you taking a picture of me, I don't care what you want. You're on a public, you're on a public, I have a camera, you don't like it, so sue me. But I'm going to take a picture of the driver of that vehicle, and I highly recommend you do it too. The more stuff that you have pictures of, now, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, Emily. If you if you crash a vehicle now, Emily um, it, Emilio was talking about this Cadillac. Said it's a plastic front end, you know, and he's thinking it's plastic can't be that expensive. Don't you believe that? <laughs> because I can take you to Spectrum Minor Road, and he will tell you when you back into something or somebody hits you with plastic front end, every clip that's holding all that plastic on crunches back inside. And Spectrum actually has to pull this car apart before they can find all the damage that's done, take a photo, send it to Emily, so Emily will know what the heck's going on with this additional claim or why, 
we we couldn't find it originally. There's no such thing as having a crash and finding all the damage when you first look at it. You can't do it. It's like search and rescue. We can't treat a broken leg until we determine it's a broken leg. We can't. You can't treat it if you can't find it. And after the job is done is not when you want to find this stuff. You want to find it if it's done by the collision. That's what you want to take pictures of, and that's what you want. That's what you pay your insurance for. If it's a legitimate claim. Now, I'll tell you something else. I have seen attempted insurance fraud with some of the collision reports that we have. We've seen over at Simmons 4 before. This stuff comes in, and then, the, the uh, of course, all clients are honest about it. You're going to say, oh, you know, uh, and they come in, and they try to pull some stuff on it. And I just tell them, you got the wrong shop, partner. We'll put that vehicle up on a rack where the insurance adjuster can walk under it and look at this stuff. If we spot something on there that's been four years on a crunch fender or something like that, and it's got the rust showing up on it, it's not a fresh break or anything like that, the insurance, we're going to make it so the insurance adjuster can come under there and see the same thing that we're looking at. I've had some weird claims over the years, and I'm not above telling the, the owner of the vehicle, sir, this claim, this thing happened a long time ago, and you've been driving it like this. I am not the shop you want to take it to if you plan on me calling the insurance company and say, oh, and by the way, this was done too. No, we will show the insurance agent, insurance, whoever, the agent, uh, the adjuster, whoever comes out. We will show, and we will put a technician right there with it so that he can ask or she can ask the technician, did this happen? Is this, in your professional opinion, did this happen during the crash or is this something that went on and on? And there's a lot of stuff that needs to be answered and pictures are the lifeline of this thing that protects everybody. And yes, we take pictures at Simmons and we hang on to them just in case somebody says, well, you know, Simmons just ripped me off or something like that. No, this is what we do. This is the procedures, totally legal, and it totally protects everybody involved. Okay, now I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> you make a great point, Jerry. I just had a, a customer who had his beloved BMW motorcycle, and somebody hit it, laid it down, it, it, and they, the other person took off. It was parked in a parking lot, and it crushed a whole bunch of plastic and busted off some accessories he had on there. He took it in, and the original estimate seemed like we could repair this. Because keep in mind, again, it's just plastic that we're looking at. However, mm -hmm. and the guys at, at the collision center can share this too if, if they're on, you often see what's called a supplement come through. And that is once they open it up and they see all the, the real damage on the inside, they'll send the insurance company what's called a supplement. And that is what ended up totaling out this bicycle, or not bicycle, sorry, motorcycle, is the supplement that came in then made it to repair it was as much as you could buy a new one for. So it ended up getting totaled. And it was a sad day for this customer because we were really hoping that, that it could be fixed because he, he loves this cycle. 
But uh, yeah, it it happens, and plastic is so expensive, and it is not just popping out dents anymore. It is replacing whole bumpers and quarter panels, and oh, it is it's wild. Okay, Emily, is there a process like let's say that I total out my two eighteen Dodge? I kn- we got a couple of minutes left in this hour, so I want to cover this real quick. 218 Dodge, and they total it out. Say, okay, Jerry, this thing costs more to repair than it's actually worth. Is there an insurance flyer or floater that I can put on my insurance policy that covers the actual cash value of replacing this truck? And I I tell Emily, Emily, I don't want another I don't I don't want this vehicle totaled out. I want it repaired or I want another vehicle of the same, you know, so I got 21,000 miles on it. I want a 2018 quarter ton with 21,000 miles on it. I want the vehicle replaced. Is there a coverage I can get for that? Not with State Farm. Here's how it works. Okay. You and I'll I'll, I'll respect this 2 minutes because this is a real quick answer. Our, our team in our total loss, to one minute, so our team in total loss will do a very thorough analysis on your pickup to make sure that they understand what you can go buy another one of those for. And usually that is good private party. And so make sure that when your vehicle is totaled out, that the insurance company has properly recorded everything about that vehicle, including a correct odometer reading. And so that way you can get the most money for your vehicle and go get another one. Under a minute. Okay. Ab- excellent. Yeah, you did excellent on that. All right, we got it. How far are we away? What do we got? Thirty seconds. Yes, sir. All right, we got thirty seconds to the top of the hour. So now it's time for Emily to go to refill the coffee cup. It's time for me to go refill mine and you refill yours. And grab a notepad and a pencil because we still got another hour, of, and I've only covered about half of the questions I have. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> 